0: into the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings. With me, making sure you know the only two or three things you really need to take away from every game week three Sunday in the NFL. We will have spread the word winners, sponsor confirmation email winners, YouTube shout out winners later on the week. Love all of those. Love all the patrons we're getting. Patreon.com slash RT Media, including... Benjamin Trustman. You get a shout-out on the show if you become a patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Join the movement.
1: It's Big Show time.
0: The Big Show.
1: All right, Ross, before we get into each of these games, what were your overall themes from Week 3 in the NFL so far?
0: Well, just the things that really stood out to me. um, Man, coaching means more, I think, than even people realize. And I think as players, you don't ever want to give the coaches too much blame or credit, right? Because you think, hey, it's us. We're the ones out there. And that's true. But, I mean, I'm just looking at, like, the Colts and the Cardinals. I mean, the Colts to be 2-1 and one without Jonathan Taylor, it's a pretty impressive start by Shane Steichen to think about where they were a year ago. And what Sykes has been able to do with that group, a win on the road in Baltimore without Richardson, it's really, really impressive. And then John, again, and the Cardinals, everybody's talking about them tanking and how terrible they'd be and all that stuff. They just beat the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I do my power rankings on Tuesdays, and last week I had the Cowboys number one in my power rankings. That will obviously change, but... The Cowboys couldn't have better the first two weeks than the Cardinals come out and beat them by double digits? I mean, that's also, by the way, a little bit of the any given Sunday, which we all love about the NFL. That like, The Colts can beat the Ravens. The, the Cardinals can beat the Cowboys. But it just struck me, watching all the games yesterday, red zone, all that stuff, just how important play calling can be. And coaching. And in particular, like how about Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins? I mean, 70 points. They could have scored more. Some of the plays that he designed and is calling, like that look-away shovel pass, it's just awesome. Like it's awesome. And certain coaches come up with cool things like that. Certain coaches don't. It feels like when you watch the Dolphins that Mike McDaniel is putting them at a schematic advantage. In every game now they got Vic Fangio on defense. Dolphins feel as legit as legit gets, and obviously now you couch it with two and need to stay healthy and blah 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 blah. The other things that jumped out to me, CJ. Stroud looks legit. I mean C.J. Stroud looks good. CJ. Stroud already, I think, looks better than any Ohio State quarterback in the NFL that I can remember for a long time. I mean, he is, looks like he belongs. Looks like he knows where to go with the ball. He's accurate. It's really pretty impressive what Stroud's been able to do so far. That's another theme from the week is that looks like the Texans, at least so far, have their guy. Meanwhile, on the flip side of that, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Yikes. When I watch those two young men play, it just doesn't feel like they're totally sure what they're supposed to do, totally sure about themselves. Very similar. I mean, watching those two back-to-back, very, very similar. And it's painful, and it's a shame, because it's year three, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out for those guys. Maybe they turned around. That'd be fantastic if they did. Maybe a change of scenery. At some point, does them well, and they battle back. But, man, I can't think of very many guys that in year three look like this and then go on to be really good NFL quarterbacks. I guess the last one, Jack, and I tweeted this yesterday on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL is where you can always find me. At Ross Tucker Pod is all the, the podcast handles for all the different social media platforms so you can see the highlight clips of all the shows. And remember, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. But the quarterback sneak play, I mean, Jack, it is an epidemic watching teams unable to convert third and fourth and short. And I'm just sitting here thinking, wait a minute, weren't a lot of these teams or these coaches, the people complaining that the Eagles have an unfair advantage with their push quarterback sneak? which I know stylistically some people don't like, which I think is a different conversation. If it's the stylistically you don't like about it, okay. You don't like the visual? We can have that conversation. But you can't say it's an unfair advantage and then you don't use it. What are we even talking about here? That's an unfair advantage. Then why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you calling it? doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I'm watching these teams over and over again fail to get these short yardage situations just like I'm watching people over and over again paying way too much for razors why would you do that right like I shaved Saturday because wanted to be ready for that Ole Miss Alabama game shaving for TV sometimes I'll shave when I'm going out you know for a date night with my wife you want to make sure you look good right like I don't shave every day. I don't need to shave every day. But when I do shave, I want it to look good. Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. That's what I like. Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. And they're still offering a no-risk trial, which is bananas. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Get your best shave ever this summer. With Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash Ross. That that's harrys.com slash Ross for a $3 starter set.
1: All right, Ross, we'll start with Indy. They came back to beat the Ravens in overtime,
0: 22-19. Wow. I mean, really good win for the Colts. Really bad loss for the Ravens. You know, with where these teams want to go, Ravens and Cowboys, these are games you can't lose, right? I mean, you're trying to get the number one seed. You're trying to win tough divisions. It's a really bad loss for Baltimore. And it's wild because on the first drive, I thought Lamar was looking really good and comfortable in Todd Munkin's offense. You know, uh, he did a good job running. He had a couple design run touchdowns. But the Ravens just had too many mistakes. Like, fumbles. I mean, now, unfortunately for the Ravens, there was a questionable non-call on Zay Flowers. I can't remember if that was late in regulation or in overtime. I thought speed kind of hooked them. I think Gene Steratore said that as well. That's unfortunate. But I'll also say this. It was a close enough call. It wasn't, like, blatant. So it's a close enough call that you you can't pin it on that. And if you are... The Ravens can't let it come down to that. Kudos to Matt Gay. Four field goals of 50-plus yards. That's that's nuts. Especially in that weather and those conditions. Really, really impressive. And I thought the Colts, probably the most surprising thing, they ran it. Their O-line's playing better again. They ran it effectively with Zach Moss. And I think Minshew throwing the ball to Michael Pittman gave the Colts just enough. And now this is big for Steichen, because now the guys, you know, they're starting to believe in him, as they should.
1: Deshaun Watson returned to form, throwing 27 for 33 in a 27-3 win against the Titans.
0: Unreal. Weren't we just talking last week with maybe Greg Cosell on Thursday's Ross Tucker show, Ross Tucker podcast or Wednesday's fantasy feast. I think with Joe Dolan talking fantasy, that was Deshaun Watson's best performance as a Brown. That has to be highly encouraging, especially when you're doing it against the Titans. I have respect for Mike Vrabel and that Titans defense. To be able to go out there and Watson play that well, numbers could have potentially even been better because they had that uh, Amari Cooper inadvertent whistle play, which I still don't understand if if the official really thought he was out of bounds or just the inadvertent whistle. I don't know what the deal was there. But Miles Garrett is incredible. There is like a legit battle going on between Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons for Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, these guys are on a different level, I feel like, than anybody else. So, I don't know if you saw the video, Jack. They were having like a tight end and a wing travel with Miles Garrett so that he wasn't one-on-one with anybody. So the Browns kept having him go back and forth. And then the Titans got to delay a game because they kept having the tight end and wing have to shift with him. I've never seen that before. Maybe the coolest thing, one of the coolest things I've seen all weekend. And then, like, the, the Titans, this was surprising to me from Vrabel. He tried to have one more play. I mean, ultimately probably didn't matter, but one more play late in the first half. They don't help Dillard on Garrett. And then Tannehill takes a sack at the end of the first half. And they don't have any more timeouts left. So they're not able to kick a field goal. Just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Browns D is legit. Titans had a bunch of penalties too. You know, ton of respect for Vrabel. I think he's a really good coach. That was not a well-coached performance out of the Titans.
1: The Falcons, they couldn't get anything going against the Lions. They lost 20-6. to six.
0: No, they really could not. Uh, you know, the Falcons' defense, though, is legit, and it, it, they showed it again. I mean, I thought Jesse Bates had that pick. I mean, I think the Lions have a pretty high-powered offense, so it's a good sign for the Falcons that they were able to slow them down. But they couldn't really stop uh, Sam Laporta, who, man, I mean, he's having one of the best starts for a rookie tight end in a while. Brian Branch, really good player for the Lions. I mean, they, they nailed it, it feels like, with their rookies. They get Jameer Gibbs going. I mean, they, it seems like you know Brad Holmes did a really nice job with their rookies. They are very, very impressive, and that's it's a nice win for the Lions. Falcons couldn't really get their run game going, and I, I don't know, man. If their run game doesn't get going, clearly Desmond Ritter is not, not able to, to carry the load.
1: If there's any question, there isn't now. Jordan Love, he cemented himself as a guy in Green Bay, scoring 18 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to come back to win 18-17.
0: Well, and because of that, the Packers in general, Jordan Love in particular, they're my fourth quarter pick, sponsored by HubSpot Sales Hub, the software that makes it easy to find, track, and close more deals all in one place so you can win Q4. Listen, first of all, Q4 is coming up for all of you guys. So make sure you check out HubSpot. Very, very helpful for all the sales guys out there. But how about Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers? They were down 17-0 in the fourth quarter. Not only that, early in the fourth quarter, they got stopped in the red zone on a fourth down. And they still came back to win that game Kudos to Jordan Love. He was dealing out there, making deals like you do over at HubSpot with them helping you make your deals. Rashawn Gary was closing things out on the defensive side of the ball, was a difference maker, and they needed all of it. They needed all of that to come back and win that game down 17 nothing, Gigantic swing game for both those teams. Huge difference between 3-0 and and 1-2. and Instead now, they're both 2-1. and other See, things that jumped out to me about the game. The Packers won that without Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander. I mean, come on. Saints had just given Granderson, Carl Granderson, a big money extension. He's playing well. Jimmy Graham had a touchdown. I mean, the Saints got a punt return touchdown from Rashid Shaheed, and they still lost the game. Now... A big part of that is probably the Derek Carr shoulder injury. That really stinks. So we need more information on that. It's interesting that they took him to the hospital for further evaluation. Makes you wonder what what really happened there. And then also, you know, the, the Saints offense fell off after Carr got hurt. I, I kind of expected more from Jameis Winston. But they, the Saints still had a chance to win the game in groupie who they like and they're excited about, missed the game-winning field goal attempt, could have, would have, should have been the difference in the game.
1: CJ Stroud and Tank Dell, they were clicking all day in a 37-17 blowout of the Jaguars.
0: Well, he is legit. I thought the Texans' defense was much better, much better than they had been the first couple weeks. The Andrew Beck fullback kickoff return for a touchdown was one of the coolest plays I've seen in a while. I mean, that is a fullback who weighs 255 with a kickoff return. for. I mean, it's not an offensive lineman, but it's, it's not a 185-pound skill guy either. I mean, that, is, that was a really, really cool play. What a disaster the Jaguars special teams were in this game. I mean, blocked field goals, missed field goals kickoff returns for touchdowns special teams did not give the Jaguars much of a chance to win this game but really neither did the offense or defense either the, the Texans are like the Jaguars kryptonite
1: I've got no words to this one Ross I've tried but I can't Miami they beat Denver
0: 70-20 you're you dude you were all over that on social yesterday at Ross Tucker pod you're like in awe of that like that that's a big thing to you
1: I just like records and it's just fun like seeing records broken. I wish they went for 73, but it, it was fun. Like you never see like I've never seen a 70-point football game before. At the NFL level at least.
0: No, you're right. And they didn't even have Jalen Waddle. I mean, they didn't even have Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins, but it didn't matter, clearly. Tyreek Hill, wide open early for a bomb for a touchdown. Everything about the Dolphins is incredible. This A-Chain looks absolutely like he's the real deal. It's crazy. They already have Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Mostert. And then they're able to draft A-Chain in the third round and get another crazy fast dude. And I'm glad that McDaniel took a knee. I'm, I'm glad. That would have felt like rubbing it in. Although I kind of feel like Sean Payton would have kicked the field goal. Knowing Sean Payton a little bit, I feel like Sean Payton would have wanted to have that record.
1: The Chargers-Viking game ends in the most Chargers-Viking way possible, 28-24.
0: It's unreal. Those teams, you you are exactly, exactly right. You know, just like the clock is going to stop on this podcast in seven minutes, whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings at halftime, that's ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout, boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. You know, watching that game, Jack, these are just teams that... they they. they f- uh, it's amazing to me that the Vikings actually won all those close games last year because they come across as a team that does not know how to win games, does not know how to finish late. I mean, first of all, the Chargers had J.C. Jackson as a healthy and active. What a disaster that was. But the the Vikings with the fumbling. I mean, they they just can't stop doing it. Hawkinson gets it ripped out. Madison fumbling, dropping passes. By the way, you already can't tell me. I'm convinced the Vikings would have won one of those three games if they had Dalvin Cook instead of Alexander Madison. Madison has not been good. Um, I mean, they even overturned one of his fumbles, which I thought was a crazy overturn for forward progress. But late in the game, I mean, the Staley, the Brandon Staley decision to go for it, that was super aggressive. I mean, and if you're going to do that, you, you kind of got to get it. And the Vikings clock management late before the Cousins pick, get up and spike the ball. They they were discombobulated. It led to that interception. It's bad, 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 bad. Although for the Chargers, Doctor Chow SportsInjuryCentral.com, Central dot com, at Pro Football Doc on social media, it, he, he's concerned about Mike Williams ACL. That would be a big loss for the Chargers and and make it seem even better that. They went for Quentin Johnston in the draft.
1: Zach Wilson looked like he was seeing ghosts out there, throwing for just 157 yards in the loss.
0: Yeah, he can't play. Can't play. I'm going to write about that probably for my story this week, column for the 33rd team. They need to. They need to go ahead and get somebody else. They just do. Um, Patriots offense, okay. They settle for a lot of field goals. They're fortunate that they got that big play touchdown from Faro Brown, and they're fortunate that they have a pretty good defense. Barmore was awesome. Judon had some big plays, but it's about it.
1: Buffalo, they continued. They look like they have found their groove. They beat down the Commanders 37-3.
0: Yeah, what's that movie when Stella got her groove back, when the Buffalo Bills got their groove back? I, I thought they were awesome both sides of the ball. I mean, they had the goal line stand. You know, Terrell Bernard... This linebacker, he did like his best Matt Milano impression. They, you know, they want another guy like Milano. They got him. Epinesa had that pick six, which is really athletic for an edge guy. Josh Allen, awesome second week in a row. And for the commanders, you know, this is part of being a young starting quarterback. You have those games where you just, it's not your day. You're bad. So you had a bad day. Anyway, that was Sam Howell. Let's see how he bounces back from it.
1: Seattle, they beat the Panthers at home, 37-27.
0: Big day for Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, against a pretty good Carolina D. Now, I know they're a little bit beat up, but still they're pretty good. Andy Dalton obviously played much better than, than Bryce Young had been. Panthers offense looked the best they did. But those eight false starts... For Carolina's offense really hurt them kudos to the 12th man up there Seattle's crowd
1: down goes Dallas Arizona they beat the Cowboys 28 16
0: well I mean clearly the, Dolph- the 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 Cowboys defense is not the juggernaut we were kind of acting like they were the big plays that the Cardinals offense got Rondell Moore right down Main Street for a huge long run Michael Wilson late the Cardinals ran the ball for over 200 yards against the Cowboys. That's what you have to try to do. Try to get the lead early, run the ball. Don't let Micah Parsons and those guys go crazy rushing the passer all the time.
1: Insert one of your one million Taylor Swift dad jokes here. Kansas City, they blew out the Bears
0: 41-10. I'm not going to do that. I will say, I mean, she was really there. And there's video of them really walking out. I mean, it's, it appears to be a real thing. Uh, we shall see how it unfolds. Justin Fields, already talked about him. Bears defense, absolutely powerless to stop the Chiefs. Blaine Gabbert. I mean, the only reason the Bears even scored points was when Blaine Gabbert came in and threw a couple of interceptions. Jawan Taylor cannot stop getting penalties. Now, I thought the last one on the Valdez-Scantling touchdown, I did not think that that was a good call. I, I thought he was close enough. I was surprised that... They actually called that. I'm never surprised how delicious Labatt Blue Lights are. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: A flurry of penalties and confusing play calls in the final minutes headline a Steelers 23-18 win over the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mentioned earlier with Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons, but TJ Watt remains a significant, significant difference maker in this league. He's just, I mean, I am so impressed by guys like him when you know all week they're talking about how to – double him, not let him wreck the game, him and Miles Garrett and and Parsons, and yet those guys still do consistently. The Raiders really couldn't run the ball, and Jimmy G threw, threw, threw three picks. The, the one real positive, I guess, for the Raiders offensively is Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams basically is the Raiders' offense. Steelers got a big play. From Calvin Austin earlier on a early on a bomb. They were I guess solid other than that. And yeah, I really don't agree with Josh McDaniel's decision late. When you're down eight, you, you gotta get a touch. You gotta go for the touchdown there. I mean, to think that you're gonna get the ball back, his logic of you need two possessions anyway does not make sense because you can get that second possession in overtime, Josh. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Power rankings tomorrow. College draft today. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker football podcast. Make sure to also check out even money fantasy feast and college draft all on the DraftKings network on Samsung TV plus YouTube or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out. Myfrontpagestory.com. I can assure you your loved one will say it's like the best gift they've ever gotten. Backoffice of dot com, go dash bangles dot com, steakhouse dot com, humanheadnyc sporticulture and pizza boy brewing.